0: Jamie from the future here um, this episode was the first episode using a new computer and unfortunately I had some microphone issues, big surprise so I just want to apologize for that and let you know I am aware of that So, sorry everybody
1: this is good this is bad, when we're done go down the go down the pit go down the bit. go down the this!
0: Hello, and welcome to episode 91 of Golden Shower of Hits. Today on the podcast, Jamie and Mike will discuss Kick Out the Jams, the debut live album by the MC5, released in 1969. This slab of raw proto-punk glory is a fucking masterpiece. Not every song is great, but the pure fuck-you energy is undeniable and life-affirming. Jamie will probably talk shit about the snare sound or some other irrelevant detail that he doesn't like about the recording. Hopefully, he can see the forest through the trees on this one. After some good talks and a sick back, we can talk about it for you until you're flat on your back. You know I gotta keep it up because I'm a natural man. I'm a born hell raider, I don't give a damn. I'm a man for you, baby. 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 That's just a bit stone.
1: Doo, doo, doo what's up well it's me <laughs> good morning and you yes ma'am. yes sir Apparent- fuck you <laughs> <laughs> so
0: for anyone who doesn't know uh we are recording uh mike just got up it's six uh, just almost six day six a.m his time and it's uh almost three a.m my time so it's almost time for me to go to bed and it's time for mike to get up
1: it's early man yeah <laughs> we've done this once before i think finished my first cup of coffee yet
0: uh i'm too chipper for you
1: <laughs> so um let's not get excited with our words i gotcha. all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i've i don't typically talk to anyone before i have coffee are you so, drinking
0: your coffee now here we are gotcha
1: People are gonna have to hear me drink my coffee though, so there's that.
0: <laughs> they're fine they're gonna finally see the real Mike.
1: Well, they're gonna hear this. Yeah. How you doing, man? Um, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. We, I, you know, it's been, it's been go, 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 go. Uh, I cut the grass yesterday <laughs> for the last time. You know. Yeah. Until I'm back. Right. Um. Just. You know, went and had a nice dinner with Christine last night, which was great. Um, Did you teach her how to cut the grass? No, she's not going to cut the oh, grass, okay. man. It's just not going to happen. I thought you were going to try to teach her. Well, I was going to. She's just, she's not, she's into just not into it? Yeah. She's just not into it. She'll probably have the Mennonites come and do it. <laughs> That's right. Um, they used to before we had a mower.
0: Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
1: Did they charge money
0: or is it a... Uh,
1: no, everyone charges money, Jamie. Well, I don't know. What do you think? They were just like they'd be like, "Oh, you, I don't know anything about the hybrid Metanites. car." We'd love to help Maybe you. Maybe
0: they're super into fucking mowing grass. They're like looking <laughs> no, for that's grass not a part of the, yeah.
1: their religion. And it's not
0: okay. Are they the ones where the girls don't cut their hair? Is that what it is? Um, I
1: I I don't know. I don't know.
0: There was a religious group in the Quad Cities where all the girls and women wore like long dresses and wore like bonnets and never cut their hair they kind of look like they were like live on little house in the prairie characters like that you know yeah
1: yeah and i don't know that, what that that sounds they were from but right um i don't know what i don't know what their deal is yeah you know? yeah um yeah at all <laughs> except that they're they're nice
0: i'll uh i'll have follow-up <laughs> i'll find out about the men yeah. on the <laughs> they're
1: nice they're nice enough folks they um I'll text you on tour and burn up your uh, your minutes. Oh, that's been a whole thing that I've been trying to decide.
0: <laughs> how to figure out a phone on tour?
1: Well, I mean, I know how. It seems that since the last time I've traveled internationally, things have changed Yeah, with the phones. So you can get like a international data and phone whatever, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Right. So you can get on 5G wherever you're at if they've got that. And um, but it's ten bucks a day. Ouch! It's three hundred bucks a month. That's right. Jesus, that's that's good quick math.
0: You know me, I'm a little mathematician. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you only paid, paid attention in school. I, I gotta be honest. I, had, I gotta be honest. I used the calculator on that one. You what?
0: I said I gotta be honest. I used the calculator on that one. <laughs>
1: Uh it went weird robot voice there for a oh, minute. Oh, did it?
0: I'm yeah. uh I'm recording for my new computer this week, so
1: Oh, is that right? Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, we had to turn on the air conditioner out here. Really? Yesterday. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we're not out of winter yet. Yeah. We're still uh Portland winter, so it's still rain here.
1: Our up upstairs is so hot and the you know, air conditioning uh, you know, it's yeah, whatever. Upstairs is always hotter, but uh, I set up a fan to blow air up up there, and it's kind of helping. Blow like cool air up there? Or? Well, yeah, air from the first floor up, right? Up the stairwell. It it helped a little bit.
0: Yeah. Do you do you guys sleep upstairs? Yeah. Gotcha.
1: <laughs>
0: gotcha. Riveting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It just like, as an example of how hot it is, right, like, right, we right. didn't do that the other night and I just woke up like a fucking melted candle. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah. I fucking hate that shit. I can't sleep in the heat, dude.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty miserable with it. Actually, I'm not it's that bad. It. Jennifer is way more susceptible to heat than I am. So like we had to get, we had to get central air in our house because of her. <laughs> I, I was fine without it, but. Uh, oh fuck no. Yeah, she had a couple issues with passing out, and I'm like, okay, we're getting you fucking central air. So I can't handle her passing out, dude. I always think no. she she's she's dead, you know. So it's uh, way too much stress on me. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, I'm the one that's supposed no, to die I don't first. Do the heat either. So What's that? I said, I'm the one that's supposed to die first. Jesus Christ.
1: Uh yeah, you're the man. Exactly. Uh this is great radio. Yeah, it is. Glad we've we've covered death.
0: <laughs> well, that is one of our topics every week. Death every is. week. Yeah, Dylan. Uh, in, uh, we- in the first couple of seasons, but not so much subsequent seasons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, what's going on with you?
0: Uh, not a whole lot. I um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, for some reason, I started looking at houses in Toledo, Ohio. For sale <laughs> uh-huh. and uh god you can buy like the dopest house for hardly any money like you know comparatively to portland or whatever oh yeah i saw like a six bedroom like brick house that's beautiful you know all wood floors and wood staircase and shit for like three hundred thousand dollars yeah i did and i was just like holy fuck and then but then uh later on tonight um I, I saw a meme that had a mosquito and flies on it and I was like, Oh yeah, that's why we're not moving to fucking Toledo <laughs>
1: Forgot
0: <laughs> about the humidity and the gnats and the fucking mosquitoes and the yeah, you know. Jennifer's like, We just never leave the house. Like why why would we ever go outside? <laughs> so I mean, as long as we got fast high speed internet and fucking delivery services, yeah, we can just stay inside all the time um See, so, yeah i don't think Toledo's gonna happen
1: i looked i was looking at houses in birmingham alabama oh jesus because a buddy of mine bought a house just south of there he's yeah. from down there yeah i think he bought his house for 150 or 60 or something it was crazy wow so I was, yeah and and it's great it looks like a you know like a portland craftsman right right
0: yeah a friend of mine oh. well uh we're not really friends anymore an acquaintance of mine uh Who's a pilot lives in Alabama. And
1: uh, how did you meet like, a pilot? I
0: was like, uh, oh, I knew him way before he was a pilot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I knew him when he was a BMXer and he told me he's going to fucking join the Air Force. And I was like, dude, you're going to be scraping barnacle at a fucking weather station or something. Like you're too short. <laughs> like you wear glasses. They're not never going to let you fly. Fuck. Turned out he could fly. So yeah. That's
1: nuts. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, now, yeah. I just imagine. read an article about a guy who was in one of these small planes, mm-hmm. and the pilot just passed out. Went oh in yeah, Copenhagen.
0: I heard the I heard the uh, uh, the air traffic audio from that.
1: Was it nuts? The it guy was, was pretty mellow, like calm, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, the
0: pi- pilots had an issue. Um, I don't know what to do, and the guy's like, you don't know how to fly a plane? He's like, no. He's like, okay. He's like, just keep going on such and such heading. He's like, I have no idea what that means. And he's like, just follow the coastline of Florida. So He's just like following the coastline. And dude totally fucking landed the plane. It
1: was amazing. Was there footage of him landing it?
0: No, it was just audio. And then they, you know, it was like a video that I saw. So they just played like stock footage or whatever in the background. But the audio was from the air traffic controller. You know, I think that stuff's recorded, you
1: know, so. So it was fake news.
0: Uh well the video is fake but the audio is real.
1: It wasn't fake video. It wasn't CGI. It was real video. It just wasn't well, it was the video of the thing. Yeah, correct. Doesn't that make you mad?
0: No, that's fine. I, I it's, it's, it's not like I <laughs> I'm not a dumb dumb. I can I know that it's not the footage of the actual plane.
1: Because it was black and white, or Super Eight. No, it was
0: <laughs> it was obvious it was that it was stock footage, you know. Mm. Anyway, it's pretty amazing that that guy fucking landed the fucking plane.
1: How fucking bananas! I
0: know. I wonder if he was one of those dudes that played like Microsoft Flight Simulator, simulator or something all the time, and so he, you know, had some ideas to what he was doing. But
1: I wonder what, just like what was going through his mind, if he's got just fucking balls made of fucking giant ice cubes like how did this guy pull how did he do it
0: yeah it's pretty nuts
1: i uh i I bet i could do it (laughs) i got faith in you but not enough
0: to ride with you
1: well i would never expect you to jump in yeah yeah. i've been watching for the experience
0: i've been following that'll be a great story (laughs) (laughs) i've been following this girl on tiktok she's in her early 20s and she bought like a 19, this is
1: already creepy. She
0: bought like a 1950s Cessna plane and like <laughs> learned, like learned how to fly. And now she just like, she like fly to another state to have lunch with her mom and shit. It's pretty cool.
1: So wow. yeah. And her mom gets up in the plane with her.
0: I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of cool, you know, to just think about like, I mean, you know, the planes are still fucking expensive, you know, even like a 50s Cessna or whatever. But, um, you know, to think about the, a plane, like you would a car, you know, like, oh hey, we're gonna fly over to the state real quick, you know, for the afternoon or whatever, you know. It's kinda interesting. So
1: my grandparents like when they retired, got their pilot's licenses. Oh, and really? I went up in a Cessna with my grandfather a couple of times. How was and that? And he, he let me take the controls and <laughs> bank a turn. Of he did. Uh it was cool. Yeah. You, I mean you've been in a small plane like that?
0: Uh I've been on a propeller plane, but it was a commercial flight, so I've never been in a like a Cessna or anything.
1: Cessna's real small, dude. Yeah. It's like it's like being in a fucking Lincoln Continental.
0: <laughs> yeah. I always imagine that it's flies. like it's like kinda sketchy like a go kart in the air. <laughs> that's what I picture of being like. It's
1: yeah. That's not it's not inaccurate. Yeah. You know,
0: I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of flying, um, but I always felt like, like I would be okay with flying if I was at like 10,000 feet the whole time, you know, like, I, I, Why? I, I don't know. I, I have this, and obviously mistaken uh, idea that if I'm like closer to the ground, I'm more likely to survive <laughs> a crash. Huh. Huh. Like I'm not falling as far, you know, so.
1: No, from a hundred feet, I'll do it. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Because uh, you know the thing is, uh, the uh, <laughs> the point of impact is the point of impact. Right. Right. Doesn't right. matter if you fall from yeah. ten feet <laughs> or ten thousand. Yeah, I mean that's a what, that's a. What point is the, where does the atmosphere cease? Oh, at the you know what the elevation is?
0: Um, I used to. Uh, is it the heliosphere? Fuck if I know.
1: You're the scientist. I'm not. You're the, sure. si- you're the scientist here.
0: I'm not a scientist. Let's see, heliosphere, magnetosphere, atmosphere, Audemars- outer oh. uh, more... Oh, no, heliosphere is the sun's atmosphere, or whatever, the thing around the sun. Never mind. <laughs> T- tried to sound fancy pants, and I was totally off base. What was your question again? Where is the end of the atmosphere?
1: Well, where... How, what is the elevation of, like, how how far can can you go? How high can you fly? Well, you can fly to the other side of the moon, right? No. I mean, not in a commercial flight. Oh, in a
0: commercial flight. Um, I think they typically, I think the Concorde went higher, but most, all, all like, commercial flights are thirty or 35,000 feet, right? I don't know. Yeah, and I think the Concorde went higher, so there was less drag. Um
1: 35,000.
0: Let's see. Commercial limits of commercial light.
1: I don't know. Height? <laughs> Cruising? <laughs> well, basically, I just want to know, where does space begin?
0: Oh, uh, it's. if I'm, I'm not uh, they, mistaken, they incorrectly say it's either 50 miles or 100 miles. I thought it was 50 miles, but there's some
1: argument over that. I mean... There are a lot of arguments about a lot of things.
0: A hundred kilometers, 62 miles above earth is where space is.
1: 62 miles. Uh, I've recently heard about people who say that space is fake. (laughs) You've gotten to that part of Instagram though. Isn't that incredible? (laughs) That's fucking ridiculous, dude. Well, I don't know. I don't care though. That's the thing. Um, it's great that there's someone that will make any argument at all. Like, I don't even care necessarily what the subject is. They can be like, yeah, my child was born with a size 11 foot and I'd be like, interesting. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's cuckoo though. It's crazy. I love it. It's hilarious.
0: Yeah. I got some real time follow up here. So let's let's see, uh, commercial aircraft, uh, typically cruises at 30,000 feet and beyond um, the Boeing's Boeing 787 dash eight dreamliner. It will do 43,100 feet. Um, and the reason is, and I didn't realize this um, at 35,000 feet, you get 15 to 30 seconds of consciousness when decompression happens. So you have time to put on a mask, an oxygen mask, but at 50,000 st- feet, that decreases to just five seconds. So it looks like that's one of the reasons they cruise at like thirty, thirty-five thousand 35,000 feet is you have more time to get a fucking mask on if you decompress.
1: Okay, you lose consciousness, but um, that's probably best in an emergency situation, right? right? Yeah. I'm just saying, uh, if everyone's passed out, no one's fucking losing <laughs> their shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. i I don't think they want you to pass out right
1: i would say yeah yeah, i would want people to pass out if i was piloting that plane but what happens if the pilot passes out is there are there do they have robotics in place or automation that will bring them down to an elevation and stabilize them
0: well from what i understand Most flying is autopilot nowadays. Like, they can even take off and land with autopilot, but they a lot of times don't.
1: Right. Have you heard these guys sing? You can't sing like that. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) It's all, all, uh, you know, the voice comes through as you get on, and it's like... (laughs) Never mind. It was a bad joke. Jesus. I was going to, I was going to go in the direction of the pilot using auto tune. Right, right, right. On his voice.
0: Uh, I was, was kind of getting that, but uh, yeah, the Concorde would, could fly up to 60,000 feet and would fly at 1,354 miles
1: per hour. So that's pretty good.
0: Yeah. It I think typically like when I fly to Minnesota, it's we're at like 500 miles an hour. So, which I mean, you know, if you think about it, it's still fucking bananas, dude. you got any uh Mm. you got
1: any good humble rags um let's see uh well I i got my guitar oh yeah how is it yeah it's great awesome it looks cool as fuck i've I've been playing it a lot nice nice. so is it exactly Um,
0: like the black one now that you have the you have two of the same uh, same pickups in both now right
1: yeah nice the wolf tone or whatever It's a, I've gone Jamie on this one. (laughs) It's good. just for for this context, like I would never need three, not to say I I won't have three. I mean, but I would never need three because I have two that sound just the same. Um, I don't know. I think maybe I will enjoy to play the white one more. You just like the look better. And it's white sparkle.
0: White sparkle looks good, man. And also if you're wearing all black, having a white guitar makes sense, you know? I don't know that I'll be wearing all black. I don't know
1: what I'm, I don't even, I haven't packed. <laughs> Have you figured out your pants situation yet? I did. I bought some you pants. Did? What did you buy? A uh, couple pair of chinos. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. couple pair of chinos. Speaking of, um, speaking of
0: backups, uh, fucking, I was at work the other night and um, they were doing a board meeting that was live streamed and they were going to announce something that was very important. So we had a lot of viewers on the live stream. And the fucking mixer went down. Like, yeah. No. And so for the first 10 minutes of the board meeting, it's me like literally running around, checking cables and shit on the live stream. The, all the board members staring at me in silence. And then who, God knows how many people on the fucking internet watching me. My butt cracks hanging out. And I'm just <laughs> Jesus
1: fucking Christ. <laughs> what was it? Uh, I don't want to say, but... um. <laughs> It was the on/off button. <laughs>
0: no. Uh, we had left, I left it set, the whole thing set up um, from the previous meeting and it worked great. And then I just came in and plugged in all the mics into the snake and everything and checked them all and it worked with the mixer and everything. And um, then when we were live, I was getting no signal to the um, focus, right? Like analog digital converter. And I thought it was the mic cable and I swapped out the mic, you know, the mic cable that's going to the converter. I looked for a fucking another USB cable thinking that was the problem. And then after the, uh, we went to plan B and then we went to plan C. Um, and, uh, the audio was terrible, which really pissed me off, you know, cause I try to do a good job, you know, <laughs> you know, um, anyways, after the meeting was over, I, I just went through everything with a fine tooth comb and it turns out that one of the 11 snake cables at the mixer was unplugged and it was the one cable that went that brought the audio to the fucking digital converter <laughs> so i don't know how it got
1: unplugged i don't think i unplugged it but <laughs> yeah so and you uh you didn't check that one though
0: well i checked with the hat you know uh because the only thing that had changed was the mics had, you know uh, from the previous meeting was i had unplugged all the mics from the snake and put the mics away right So then when I plugged in all the mics, they all, you know, they have the little on off button and a little red light comes on on them. And then I had somebody check the mics and I could listen with the headphones at the mixer and everything sounded great. So, but it was the signal going from the mixer to the Focusrite Uh, AD converter that went to the laptop that was down. And so we didn't actually check with like an actual zoom, you know, thing, you know what I mean? And that was my downfall. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
1: fuck me, man. Well, what are you going to do? I'm
0: going to buy a whole nother mirror setup of our existing setup. <laughs> 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 like, seriously, I think you're going to buy a second. Cause you know, as I was thinking, you know, initially I, I thought something cause the mixer, well, we bought the mixer used and the mixer had been make, it has like some digital onboard effects and, they're turned off, but the light keeps like randomly flashing, and so something's up with is the it, mixer. Is right? that the peak button? No, it, it's it's like the indicator that the those effects are on, and so they like oh. randomly pop on and off, and it's like okay, why is it doing this? And it's not supposed to, so that makes me think okay, something's fucked up with the mixer, and so now I'm like realizing I don't have a backup mixer, <laughs> so oh shit, yeah, so we're gonna buy a backup mixer and probably a backup snake (laughs) and uh yeah just you know another focus right converter and more usb cables and you know like i have a second laptop and stuff there so but i don't have backups of everything ready to go which i need to so it's irresponsible for me to not have a complete mirror setup you know so that will be happening next week (laughs) be purchasing all that Uh, stuff jesus fucking christ uh, or you could just make sure it's plugged in. Yeah. Right. Well, the thing is, if something does break, even if you know, um, I figure it out an hour before the the meeting. If I don't have something to replace it with, I'm I'm fucked. You know. Yeah. Amazon so, Amazon Prime's not that. Nah, it's not that good. So yeah, and you know, you know, as as much as our school's been in the news and as many people watch our live feed from around the country, uh, I need to. Not, you know, I need to not be the embarrassment of the school district, so.
1: Do that many people watch it's, it?
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Why? Our school district board is doing interesting things.
1: Right. Yeah. So, because of the controversial stuff, people are paying attention. Correct.
0: Right. Yeah, like all the news stations and stuff, and Fox, and all kinds of shit, so.
1: So, potentially, your butt crack <laughs> could be on Fox News. Exactly. Exactly. That's kind of exciting. I would make sure it broke down every time, <laughs> just because right, right. No, so many of those assholes are watching. No, I uh,
0: I'm a professional. I'm going to do my job, and I'm going to do it well. So, and part of that is making sure I have backups that it's going to work. Things so, plugged in, yeah. and and things plugged
1: in. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> what an idiot! Well, God, when you're under I that much, that. you know.
0: I mean. I, after the meeting, I figured it out within five minutes, you know, but when the pressure's on like that, I'm like, uh, I, you know, I check all the obvious, you know, all the things I can think of off the top of my head and then I freeze, you know? So yeah, it was bad.
1: <laughs> always follow the signal chain, baby.
0: I know. Je- always. Jennifer's, Jennifer's like, it's always a cable problem with you. Always. And <laughs> Jen- once again, she was correct.
1: Always follow the signal yeah. path she knows me too well. It is the truth. Yeah. Mm,
0: sorry, I cut you off ranks talking ranks about your, th- uh, your, your, your tour readiness. Huh? I said, sorry, I cut you off talking about your tour
1: readiness. Oh, well, you know, the funny thing is, is I've just have been doubled down practicing this last week. And then the last three days, I haven't, I haven't even played. So by the time I, you know, I need to pre- maybe practice the songs today. Yeah. Because tomorrow's a travel day, and then Tuesday we just start rehearsing. So you've never played with these guys before, right? No.
0: And so how does that work? You have like a, a few rehearsal days before the shows. Is that how it works?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll be three days in Leeds and, you know, rehearsing. And then we have a warm-up show, little club show. And then, like, six arena shows.
0: Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> that's All in uh,
1: the UK? Yeah. In Ireland. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I want to do a good job. Yeah. What are the, what are the chances
0: of uh, you getting kicked off the tour? <laughs> oh,
1: probably for, you know, for not playing well? <laughs> I don't know. No, Pretty slim. Doing
0: stupid shit, probably.
1: Uh, real slim. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. You don't drink anymore, so that's probably yeah less of an issue yeah, nowadays.
1: The odds are real slim, <laughs> and even if I was drinking, they're a pretty tolerant crew. Oh, okay. The actually, the last time I ever drank, I was I was with with the singer. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's he's probably why I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: He helped you. He talked into quit drinking or.
1: No, no. He was just like, yeah, that was wild. <laughs> he's like, what are you? What were you doing? Right. He's not a very. He's not like a judgmental guy. Yeah. At all. Um, obviously, because he invited me to come out and play. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. So just, how long are you gone, you know, and I, then
0: when do you come back again? Uh, excuse me.
1: Uh, I'll be gone for three weeks. Then I'm home for a week, and then gone for two weeks, and then home for two weeks, and then gone for a week. Okay, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a bit of coming and going. Mm, you know, I get home. I'll probably land at like 10 p.m. on on a Sunday, mm-hmm. and I'll go to work Monday.
0: Oh, you're kidding!
1: Wow. No. I mean. <laughs> Oh, I've been gone for three weeks and I'll need to brew and so yeah, while I'm gone I'll be making orders and coordinating a bunch of shit oh, wow. because I'll have to brew like a thousand gallons of coffee that week I'm home.
0: Holy smokes.
1: Yeah. Um, but I would happily do that every three weeks yeah. if you know I mean, I don't know. Ask me again after the <laughs> right, tour. Right. But I'm very excited about yeah. tour. You know, yeah, mm, I got my case back. It's modded so that the guitars fit oh, in. Oh, nice. Had to take some of the foam yeah. out. Are you bringing just two um, guitars or three? Pedal- what's You're that? Bringing
0: three guitars or two?
1: Two nice. Um, you know, the guitars are packed. I put some couch wrist shirts in the case with the guitars uh-huh. so I can give them away or sell them or whatever. Right. Probably give them away as gifts. Nice. And uh, yeah, I just have to pack today. I never bought a pair of sneakers.
0: You don't have show shoes. I know.
1: Uh, I mean, I have shoes. I'll just bring the <laughs> shoes I have. Uh,
0: I have show shoes. They're sh- shoes I always, I always wear when we play shows. What are they? Uh, like? Checkerboard vans, but they're, they're old schools. They're lace-up. Oh, laces. Yeah.
1: I looked at some of those. I can't, I can't wear the I'm the ones I like uh, anymore. have the f- extra padding in yeah. them you get those? No, since? I
0: wear ones that are like, uh they're not the classics. Um They're like a hybrid sole. So they're actually, the shoes are actually way lighter. And um yeah, I like those a lot. I've been wearing those for a number of years now. So like, they look just like old schools, but they're a little bit for old man feet. <laughs> R- well, they have extra support in them. Is mm-hmm. that right? No, actually, I don't think they do. Really? They're just a lighter shoe. Well, they, for so no. old ones were too heavy? For some reason, I don't, this is going to sound fucking stupid. For some reason, I don't lift my feet up very much when I walk. So I trip over the smallest shit.
1: Like Jennifer, So you have to wear lighter shoes? Are, this is a fucking, this is like one of those speaker things. <laughs>
0: I'm some totally serious dude. I don't know what it is. I don't lift up my fucking feet high enough when I walk, and so Jennifer, yeah, the other day she was like, "Just bend your fucking knees," like, and so I'm like bending my knees. I felt like I was a soldier, like when I was walking. You know? And uh, no, she put a she put a rug in the bathroom, and I trip over it every fucking day. And I'm like, now we're in this like stalemate about this rug. <laughs> Because I
1: need out of the bathroom because I keep tripping over it. Jimmy, you're a little special.
0: Yeah, I, I guess I don't. She's <laughs> fucking Christ, dude. So uh, yeah, lift
1: your feet, well, people. So I, I take it no boots for you. No, 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 huh? Ever.
0: Uh, I wear I have snow boots. That I wear in the winter, uh, like when it snows, <laughs> and my feet just literally drag on the ground. Like
1: it's just, what about moon boots? Um those are lightweight yeah
0: i guess i mean do they even make moon boots anymore
1: i'll bet they do there's all kinds of revivalist bullshit i don't
0: know jennifer bought me these heavy-ass boots they're great because my feet don't get wet but yeah it's just it's literally like
1: um, uh, (laughs) your feet don't get wet but you fall over and your face does (laughs) just you know
0: i'm just snow plowing with my feet you know uh
1: why don't you just pick up your why don't you just bend your knees
0: god damn it (laughs) (laughs) it's fucking weird man i don't know maybe i I, I, yeah i don't know if like gaining weight has lowered some inches you know some millimeters off my step (laughs) or what but yeah no i just drag my fucking my fucking yeah so light shoes are nice either that or uh wearing the light shoes has fucked made my feet lazier and uh lowered my step so yeah it's a mess
1: I'm a mess, dude. Ankle weights. Get yourself some ankle <laughs> weights. Uh,
0: a friend of mine, Mark Murphy, played drums, and uh, before he'd play a show all day, he would wear ankle he would wear uh, ankle weights on his wrists all day. And then when it came time to play the shows, his, his hands felt super light. <laughs> yeah, but also tired. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's a badass though, so I don't think he had too much trouble
1: with that. That's hilarious. Um, have you asked him about it recently? Because he's got to be close to 50 yeah, now. Yeah,
0: no. I, I, we have not talked about it.
1: Do you have other... I mean, I know that you have... Friends?
0: <laughs> not no. really. <laughs>
1: Do you have other pre-show rituals? Who, me? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Have I, I've never told you this? I don't know. Maybe. <sighs> I wouldn't ask if I didn't remember. Okay.
0: <clears throat> I don't remember when or why I started doing this, but um, before I would have a ride in a BMX contest I would uh go into the bathroom and make sure I was the only person in the bathroom and I would splash water on my face and I'd grip either side of the sink and I'd stare at myself in the mirror and I'd say to myself you're a champion you're a champion (laughs) right (laughs) but were you uh I was well I mean uh back then I won a couple of things you know
1: did you see it in a movie I don't know maybe that someone did that probably
0: I thought uh, like Top Gun or something it was like half funny, half, you know, like, I think I probably did it as a joke initially. And then it just became like a thing, you know what I mean? Cause like, like, Oh, I took first in the intermediate class after I did that, you know, like you get that superstition, you know? Uh, anyways, so, so I started doing that before shows too. Right. Like when I started playing in a band and, uh, you know, like, I remember the whole audience would be out front, like, you know, in front of the, uh equipment or in front of the stage or whatever and i'd be in just like in the bathroom right because everybody's out there so i got the bathroom all to myself and i'm fucking doing the thing saying i'm I'm a champion (laughs) this kid with a mohawk walks in and i'm like he sees me and he hears me and i'm like i'm just fucking around he's like okay dude (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it was a little embarrassing
1: uh if that would have happened when there were iphones (laughs) yeah right you would have been in for it. You should, uh, you should do that on tour this year. Well, I have my own. <laughs> oh, you do? Okay. Pre-show ritual. I thought yeah. you were,
0: maybe you were looking for uh, a new ritual.
1: Nah. Yeah. I don't think that's. I don't think that's it. I don't. I don't have that in in me. <laughs>
0: uh, do you have any pre-show rituals? I poop. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. I think I heard you talking about that on a podcast the other day.
1: Every time. <laughs> that's so weird. Doesn't matter if I pooped an hour before I go, and i you know move a little something.
0: Yeah. Well, what, you, what, you always got something in the chamber, so you can uh, do that, or N- not
1: consciously. Huh. I don't, I don't have that kind of bowel control.
0: Right. Well, I mean, if if you're able to poop before every show, I mean, you gotta yeah, have some that's kind not of a bowel.
1: conscious decision. It's just like it just happens. Huh.
0: That, that, yeah. That's interesting.
1: Mm, it, maybe it is maybe it isn't
0: i would get i would be worried that you know cuz my poops are different consistencies and i would worry that you know you know how sometimes like you got to poop and you you can't get it all out and then you wipe and then it's like a marker you know it's just like you just keep wiping and there's just poop on it <laughs> that's not my joke by the way um but you know and then you get all sweaty like are you going to get poop everywhere <laughs> you know like is it going to be you know if you you, you don't get a clean I don't
1: have a lot of problems keeping my butthole clean.
0: (laughs) I mean, I don't either. Now that I have a bidet at home, so but (laughs) you know they don't have a bidet at Satiricon. You know they have like a fucking five gallon bucket you poop in, basically.
1: Right, (laughs) a hole in the floor, jackhammered in the floor. They have an
0: alley out back with a bar you can lean against. Yeah.
1: Uh, Oh fuck! I can't believe I'm. I got up to do this. <laughs> well, it's our last show for a
0: while, so I'm glad you did. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't uh, cancel. Yeah, me too. Me too. Mm. I mean, we're 40 minutes in and we're talking about bowel, bowel
1: movements, <laughs> wiping
0: ability. So I, I don't know that the audience is glad that we, uh,
1: <laughs> we yeah, can not cancel, but if you showed up here, you'd never heard us talk yeah. and you wanted to uh, hear us. <laughs> Sort of dissect Rambling Rose. You're in for a big surprise. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Rambling Rose, yeah. my dog is crying. Oh no! Because I was up at fucking five thirty. They don't usually eat till seven thirty. Oh right. And um, but I'm up, and so she's like, "Yo, man, yeah, why aren't yeah. you feeding me?" Yeah, that'll happen. Um, no, go go to bed, Rose. Go on, go to bed. Go. Um, no. Go on. Go. You can hear her crying. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about this record? Sure. Is there any? Is there other follow up? We're not yeah. adding the 2020s. <laughs> this is the third episode in a row. You've said that. <laughs> not doing I think,
0: it. Uh, I think Rudy's Rudy's got the
1: got the message by now. Not doing it. Yeah, but he's he's having some fun, which is fine.
0: Oh yeah, you pay attention to the socials. So
1: yeah. Uh, sort of. Yeah. Um, I go and and like every comment, and you know, and then yell at the spammers, br- breeze past them. Oh, it, there's always that thing where people are like, "Send a photo, send pic to whatever fucking promo dot, you know, shablamba." Yeah, whatever, blah blah blah. And I, you know, I always have something to say.
0: I love that you you love responding to the bots. <laughs>
1: Yeah, 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 I respond like, let me ask my mom if it's okay, right. that kind of yeah. thing, which amuses me. Uh You want to talk about the MC5? I do. Fuck yeah.
0: So yeah, this week we're doing the, oh Jesus, I don't even know what year this record came out. Uh MC5, kick out the jams, live record, their first record. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that they went with a live record for their first
1: record. I, I'll, I'm, I'm. Possibly speaking at a school, but I I read the um, Wayne Kramer book, the autobiography. Okay. Well, you've interviewed Wayne Kramer, right? Yeah, he was also yeah, on the podcast. So. He's great. Yeah. Uh, um, and I, if I remember correctly, I think they did that because they wanted to capture the l- spirit of the live performance. Right. Right. Um, and. They may have even tried recording in a studio and it just didn't work. Didn't do the thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean,
0: I can see, you know, it's, it's like, you know, you, you, like when you listen to kiss alive, it's like way faster and way more energetic than any of the studio albums, you know? So there's that, you know, you feed off the audience and it makes your performance better of the song, you know? So it makes oh, sense.
1: Hopefully. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Although, you know, I was listening to this and I don't know I don't I kind of feel like the vocals aren't live. I'll I'll bet they were. Think so? Yeah. It I just see. it seems like when he's talking to the audience, um the the vocal mic sounds a little overdriven and it's it doesn't sound good. And then when he's singing it sounds great. So I'm like, Well Right. Something, something's fucky here. <laughs> You know, but I mean, you know, that there's a lot of fucking live albums that are not live, you know, like way less live than this one, you know? Right. You know, I'm not complaining.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I never thought about that, but that's certainly possible. I was, uh, I was in the back of my mind, I was just waiting to talk, because this is a very blues based album. Yeah. And I was waiting to see like which way your tree was going to fall on this album (laughs) because uh, you're such a fan of the, of the blues idiom.
0: (laughs) Well, um, I mean, I'm not a fan of the blues, but you know, I love Zeppelin one. And I mean, that's, that's pretty fucking bluesy, you know? And also like when you listen to this, it's like, Oh, this is where the Stooges got their ideas from. You oh, know, yeah. like this is like, holy fuck, you know, I, cause I'd never listened to this record before. I'd heard to kick out the jams and stuff, but.
1: Oh dude, it's you know, so great.
0: Yeah. When I listen listen to this record, I'm like, oh, oh, this makes the Stooges make way more sense. You know, like, so I, I really, you know, as much as I love the Stooges, uh, seeing their influence, you know, where their influence came from was, was a, a, not, a pleasant surprise. So I like that.
1: Did you happen, uh, in while we were sitting here, do you happen to find out what year this was released? It was released in 1969, (sighs) which is nuts. Like, it is, I mean, it's, um, I guess The Who was hitting pretty hard, uh, Blue Cheer was hitting pretty hard, but these guys had a different vibe. Yeah. These guys were fucking rough, and but, but still, like, that Starship. Song right, right, I don't know if you got into that. Oh
0: yeah, but they were into like
1: avant-garde one, but... art, jazz, free right. jazz as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. It seemed like as the record went on, the songs weren't as good. Although, boy, the vocal on Ramblin' Rose is terrible, <laughs> terrible. Jesus, I think Christ. it's kind of
1: amazing. No, it's so bad. Uh, I, I, I loved it. Ah. I mean, when you first hear it, it's it's jarring. Yeah, it's really right? bad.
0: So, like, for those people that fuck? don't know, it's Wayne Kramer singing that one, and he's singing it in like a, but it's like he's falsetto. trying to sing it in falsetto, yeah, and he's failing miserably at it. Uh, I don't know. Mm. Is that Wayne singing? Um. Well, I watched some videos of them doing the MC50, which is you know them recently doing a tour with you know like legendary people as his backing band. And I saw that he when he came through New York. Yeah, he had a guy um, as the singer, but then when whenever I saw them playing Ramblin' Rose, it was him singing. So huh. I was, I'm assuming that's what it was on this record too.
1: Uh, singing with his signature power, power falsetto? <laughs> yeah.
0: So rad. It's, uh, yeah, no. It's like me trying to play, sing Prince songs. It's not... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not good. I I think it's a I think it's amazing. Yeah, maybe I'll uh, I'm i trying to, to remember who his band was when he came through. It was like Kim from Soundgarden. On yeah, the maybe? so
0: when I saw the videos, I saw it was Kim Thale playing guitar, second guitar. Um, a guy from uh, Faith Gould No More
1: from Faith No More. Yeah,
0: and then Brian Canty, I think his name yep. is the drummer for Fugazi, was playing drums. Yep. And, uh, and then the singer was a guy from San Francisco. I didn't know that. I didn't
1: know who his band was. So, uh, yeah. But and they've had, I mean, they've had a bunch of folks. They have a new record. He made a new record. Yeah. I saw that they were making a new record
0: and, uh, I saw the drummer, uh, Dennis Thompson would actually play their, their original drummer played two tracks on it. So,
1: oh, is that right? Yeah. I think a bunch of the songs were written by Rage Against the Machine guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. They were kind of, um, well, no, Rose, you gotta go, honey. You gotta go. Go to bed. Go to bed. Um, I was going to say they were sort of the original Rage Against the Machine, but I guess I didn't dive into the lyrics enough, but um, they were active in the White Panthers.
0: Yeah, so they were involved with, um, oh, what's that guy's name? The uh, poet shit. <laughs> You'd think I would have wrote that down.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, John Sinclair. Well, I don't remember dude's name. This is terrible radio.
0: They were um, I don't with, remember dude's name, but. His name is John Sinclair. Yeah. Who is a poet uh, and he founded the White Panthers, which was supposedly the white version, white people version of the Black Panthers. So it's a militant leftist organization.
1: But not. The white department of the black—it was more of a white department of the Black Panthers, right? Right. They were like a like a division of, not in opposition to. Correct.
0: Yeah, they were working
1: to support the Black Panthers. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they did like they were dabbled in a lot of crazy shit. Yeah. They had all kinds of guns and, um, uh, you know, eventually, dude, you know. Went to prison, but not for any of that stuff. He he went to prison for, I think, drugs. Uh, busting, John Sinclair? Drug deal. John Sinclair or Wayne Kramer? I think Sinclair did, but Wayne also did.
0: Yeah, I think Wayne went to... So John Sinclair was sent to prison for 10 years for giving two joints to an undercover FBI officer. <laughs> Can and, you imagine? Yeah. And, what the uh, fuck? He... Um, I think John Lennon actually wrote a song about John Sinclair being in jail. And uh but he got out uh after like two years and then <clears throat> he was actually the one of the first people to buy legal marijuana in the state of Michigan. So Is that right? Yeah, I thought that was a neat little factoid.
1: I, I would if I was him, I would have wanted to been one of the first pe- uh, people to legally sell it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It.
0: <laughs> yeah and then i think uh, wayne went to prison in the 70s for something about cocaine i saw
1: yeah he got himself involved in some stuff yeah but he does a uh
0: he does a um uh, charity now that tries to uh, get instruments to people in uh in that yeah. are
1: incarcerated which is pretty cool it's called guitar prison doors yeah something like that um i have my brother-in-law is a a warden
0: oh, really? in really? Monroe,
1: Washington. And I was going to try to connect them, but COVID. So I should probably reach out and try and reconnect them yeah. now that things are opening up.
0: Um, Yeah, I, I like this record. I was really surprised at how good the guitar playing was on the record. Like both guitars.
1: What about, uh, I don't remember what this, I don't know what any of the songs are called. That's yeah, all right. That's not true. I don't know most yeah. of the songs. But there was that song with the break and there's this like a dual like the both the guitars are just like yeah. going yeah. for it, right?
0: And they sound great too. And the it's, guitars on the record.
1: Oh, they fucking yeah. sound great. Are you kidding? Um and dude is playing a strat too, by is the he? way. And one of the most iconic strats that you'll find. Yeah. It's, have you never seen no, I have, of but the
0: live footage I saw? He was playing a epiphone, um, like a coronet. Yeah. And then oh, the really? other dude was playing like a student model Rickenbacker. Uh, uh, fuck. What's his name? Fred Sonic Smith. Yeah. He was okay. playing. Um, let me see if they list his guitar on his Wikipedia page. They do not, but yeah, I've seen the, uh, the American flag strat or whatever. Yeah, it's pretty rad. You know, it's it's funny. I would have thought that they would have done the upside down flag thing, but they um, instead used a bunch of just regular American flags on their stuff. So I don't
1: know. I mean, was that
0: a thing? I yet? think so. I think it. Uh, so I think the upside down United States flag um, shows that you're in distress, so that the United States is in distress. Which I would think that that you know was something that they thought in the 60s, you know, that things are fucked up. And so, you know, instead of flying the flag, uh, like, which would... But I think a to, lot of To me, of it feels patriotic. I, I would think flying it upside down would uh, indicate, hey, things are fucked up here, you know? So, but what the fuck do I know, so...
1: But a lot of hippies had American flags on their shit. I think it, maybe it was the first... um. Is the first uh, hipster irony, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> you or know? you know, maybe they, you know, maybe they saw the who, the Who with the Union Jack and thought, you know, we'll do that. Fuck but those with the guys, flag, you know.
1: So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they. I mean, surely they weren't trying to gain favor with cops, you know. Yeah. So,
0: um, section eight of the U S flag code, respect for the flag states, the following the flag should never be displayed with the union down except for as a signal of dire distress in instances of extreme danger to life or property.
1: So what does that mean? Like what, under what circumstances do you do that? Like when you need help or when you want people to stay away?
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Because those are two different things, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Extreme like, danger to life or property. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know
1: if you're like it doesn't sound like S O S, right?
0: Yeah, I don't know if you're like under siege if you've flipped the flag upside down or
1: do you flip it upside down and flat half mass if everything was going to ship but now we're all dead? <laughs>
0: uh, let's see. According to Getty Images, American flag was flown out upside down outside a church in Chicago to protest the. Ho- to protest the homicides in the city in 2016. So edgy. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the, the live yeah, footage I, don't I know. saw playing. I think playing that up,
1: was an ironic thing. Yeah, maybe. I can't say. Yeah. I don't think it's because of their patriotism. Right, right. However.
0: Um the song City uh What is the City Burning? Is that the name of the song? Uh, Motor City is burning, sorry. My voice to text thing did not work very well. Uh, I really thought the guitar sounded a lot like uh, Jimmy Page. at had a very similar tone, which I thought was really cool.
1: Um, will you play a little section of that song? Yeah. I don't know which one it was. I'll start at the beginning. Let's kick into the...
0: Very oh yeah, right there. That reminds me, of you shipped me all night long. Yeah,
1: them's the blues. Yeah, it sure, sure, shit was. <laughs> uh what were they playing plexis or were they playing Ampegs no, they or were, something like that they were playing
0: uh e- I, it, from the live footage i saw i think each guitar player had two full stacks fuck so those were the fucking days eight 4 12 cabinets on stage and then the
1: and they were clearly drummed oh, yeah, yeah.
0: and then the drummer's playing like a, a j- like a jazz size kit with like a 20 inch kick <laughs> the tiniest drum set.
1: How did that shit
0: even happen? I have happen? no idea. Like people, people wow. who have not played a hundred watt Marshall with one like one four twelve, two four twelves is so loud, and I, I can't. And yeah, great. Oh, and fantastic. And I can't imagine eight of them, and then I can't imagine how you would ever hear the drums <laughs> like. You know, because even if you mic the drums, those fucking cabins got to blow into those drum mics, like Jesus Christ. You know, right? So, and I mean, you know, that may be why the drums sound so weak on this record. You know, like,
1: do you think that? Do you think they had gotten their hands on a fuzz pedal yet?
0: Maybe. Uh, what was the Maestro fuzz tone? When did that come out? That was the first fuzz pedal, right? I don't know. Probably my hey, buzz buzz tone, right? tone two z's let me look uh oh yeah um 62 became popular in 65 after keith richards used on on satisfaction i don't know that that's
1: 62 i didn't realize fuzz pedals had been around that long
0: yeah i i watched a thing about the fuzz tone and it was originally made for a different instrument like a pedal steel or something i think if i wasn't if i'm not mistaken Really? Something ridiculous. I think the Wawa was also. Really? Okay. Yeah, maybe. Huh.
1: Yeah. All right. Fuck. Or no, sorry. Maybe it was the talk box. Oh right, right, right. The talk box was something like that.
0: Yeah, I'm skimming the article here. I'm not seeing what I where it talked about uh what it was originally intended for. Oh well. Um <clears throat> So, uh, you know, so what I do when I listen to these records is I'll listen to them while I drive and I'll, I'll do the voice to text thing, you know, to to
1: save notes
0: Yeah, to to take some notes. And this one, this one says, (laughs) I love what I love when my fucking voice to text thing fucks up. It says, I don't think this record is live. At least I don't think the burgers are alive. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> the burrs the burgers oh the burgers yeah
0: i don't think the burgers are alive let me take a maybe screenshot of this <laughs> and uh, i'll put it in the show notes
1: <laughs> jesus christ do you still have all of the notes that you make saved on your phone
0: uh no i usually as the show goes along i delete things as after
1: i've talked about them so it'd be funny to to post a bunch of
0: yeah yeah i thought about saving (laughs) them for posterity or whatever but oh well um i love the like church revival you know feel of the on-stage raps that the guy has you know
1: well that was very brothers and sisters black panthers yeah yeah, for sure you know uh i can't i mean i knew a lady in seattle when i first moved there um who owned like a super lefty political, spiritual bookstore in the Pike place market. Yeah. And I knew her, I knew her daughter a little bit cause she worked in the market as well, but this lady was so fucking cool and she would come by and just hang out at the produce stand and talk to me. And uh, she knew I was poor and she was like, come down and pick out a couple books. She, so I got a couple, I still have those books. Yeah. Um, and, Come to find out she was in the she was in the Black Panther. Really? She's yeah.
0: Whoa.
1: crazy, man. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool lady. Yeah, that's cool. Really cool lady.
0: Did she give you some ultra like left wing books?
1: <laughs> uh they were like spiritual books. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean she just said pick pick some shit out, so right, I did yeah. um I just grabbed shit that I thought looked interesting. Yeah. Made me look smart. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard when you're going to uh, pick some books in front of someone that you know is kind of a heavy figure. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, you're like, what am I going to pick? I'm not going to pick Dr. Seuss right now. Right, right, right. You know? What the fuck? Uh, I would be way less concerned about that now. I probably would pick Dr. Seuss. Right. But
0: yeah, I always, as a kid. I always like, when I'm going to look stupid, I try to double down on it, you know? So, like, I would have grabbed the coloring book, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So, the what? I would have grabbed the coloring book, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> just be picking your nose and eating it as you walked up to the <laughs> <Exactly>. counter. <laughs> <sighs> I have some uh, uh, trivia
0: about this band. If you I'm, want, to hear. I'm
1: having problems hearing you. It's really oh, weird. Right? Like there's, it's cutting off. No, like normally when we talk, there there's not a cut off when we both speak. I can hear you still.
0: Huh? That's weird.
1: Yeah. Anyway.
0: Uh, I was going to say I have some trivia about the band, or yeah, I guess that's what I call it, trivia. <laughs> Notes Let's about have it. Factoids. All right. So uh, MC5 was on the cover of Rolling Stone bef- uh, magazine before their record even came out, which was pretty crazy for back then. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Lester Bangs, writing his inaugural review for Rolling Stone called Kick Out the Jams, quote, A ridiculous, overbearing, and pretentious album. (laughs) He later recanted, uh, Kick Out the Jams has been one of my favorite albums for at least one of the two or three most played for about three months now. So he warmed up to it eventually. Um, There's a department store called Hudson's, which was in the Midwest. I remember them being around when I was a kid. Uh, when Hudson's, a Detroit-based department store chain, refused to stock "Kick Out the Jams" album due to the obscenity, uh, MC5 responded with a full-page advertisement in the local underground magazine Fifth Estate, saying, "Quote: Stick alive with MC5 and fuck Hudson's." <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, predominantly, prominently including the logo of the MC5, uh, MC5's record label Electra Records in the ad. Hudson's pulled all of Electra records from their stores. <laughs> Is the, that right? Yeah, and the ensuing controversy, uh Jack Halsman, head of Electra, dropped the band from their contract, MC5, then signed with Atlantic Records.
1: Yeah. <laughs> pretty gnarly. Uh, that's pretty ballsy. Yeah. Uh let's see. I mean, you can do that now, but we're talking right, about 1969. Yeah, in the 60s, yeah. I remember in the 80s reading the Rocket magazine and seeing cuss words and thinking, "Wow." Yeah. You can just get this you can just buy this anywhere or get this for free anywhere. And they cuss,
0: uh, the vocalist, uh, Rob Tyner died of a heart attack in late 91 at the age of 46 and was followed by Fred Sonic Smith, who also died of a heart attack in 94 at the age of 46. Uh, the remaining three members of the band reformed in 2003 with a dictator singer, handsome Dick Manitoba as its new vocalist, and this reformed lineup occasionally performed live over the next nine years until Davis died of liver failure in 2012 at the age of 68. So only uh, Wayne is left of the original right. band. Um, this is kind of interesting. Fred Sonic Smith married Patty Smith, and their son is married to uh, Meg White. Is that right? Yeah. And I think we mentioned that on the White Stripes episode.
1: I don't know if I remember that. Yeah. There's some real royalty yeah, shit going on for there. For sure, right?
0: um danny fields of Electra records came to detroit to see the mc5 at kramer's recommendation he went to see the stooges as well fields was so impressed that he ended up offering contracts to both bands and in september of 68 and they were one of the first hard rock bands signed to Electra records mc5 was yeah well and i guess the stooges so
1: what uh do you have any idea what their label roster looked like before i don't were the Doors on that label? I don't know. They were on Electra, right? Were they?
0: I don't know. I don't don't know that much about the Doors, except for you fucking open Ray them Manzair. to go outside. God damn it! Oh, so tired of that dude.
1: <laughs> what?
0: Uh, Ray Manzarek just drives drives me nuts. <laughs> I don't feel very. Uh, I don't usually feel a relief when people. Some people when people die, but. <laughs> When some people do, I do. <laughs> uh
1: Why? Just because he was always oh, talking God. about how great Jim, Jim was? Moore.
0: Oh, fucking hell. <sighs> so sick of hearing about Jim Morrison from fucking Rayman's there. Jesus uh, Christ. What are you
1: going to do? Yeah. Let's see. I'm going to type. I'm going to look it up. Electra Records. Okay. 19.
0: 19- uh, I'll keep going. Go ahead. In their early... Oh, this is great. Uh, this is fucking nuts. In their early career, MC5 had a politically provocative, stage show. They appeared on stage touting unloaded rifles, and at the climax of the performance, an unseen quote-unquote sniper would shoot Tyner. <laughs> would shoot the singer. Wow. Yeah, imagine being at that fucking show. <laughs> fucking dude pretends to get shot on stage. Jesus Christ. In the 60s? Right. Yeah,
1: that's fucking gnarly. So the doors were on Electra. Oh, were they? Okay. Uh
0: the band Sonic Youth took its name from uh Fred Sonic Smith's nickname. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um <laughs> oh, uh let's see. Uh in 20, 2022, Kramer announced that a tour under the banner of We Are All MC5 would take place later that spring and that the new MC5 studio album uh, would be released later that year, being produced by Bob Ezrin, who did Kiss Destroyer. It's <laughs> <Here's>
1: our tie-in. <laughs> there it is. And The Elder. So, yeah. Um, the studio record, did you listen to it? I ha- No, I haven't listened to
0: any of their studio records.
1: It's just not as exciting.
0: Yeah, it's because live records are where it's at, man. When you, when you got a band I like that, you know?
1: Well, yeah, but also live records suffer in their sonic right quality i just i don't i don't always i rarely love a live record
0: yeah i mean i I think you know the key is to do like kiss alive where the drums are recorded live and the onstage raps are recorded live and you fucking punch in the you know guitars and the vocals you know because you know the i mean the energy and the drive comes from the the drums you know so if you're punching in guitars you're gonna have to play at that pace you know
1: but it's hard for them to sound good yeah that's true like you know, a a record that is recorded live, you know, it, a, or as a real performance in a controlled environment like a studio, yeah. is usually my favorite. Right. Though I, you know, I appreciate I appreciate a an overproduced record as <laughs> yeah. well.
0: Yeah. Um. The White Panther Party. Uh. They. Well, actually, let me tell you this other factoid verse. Uh. MC5 read, re- Reunited for a farewell show on December 31st, 1972 at the grand ballroom. Uh, the venue only had a few years before the venue had only a few years before hosted thousands of eager fans. Um, now only a few dozen people distraught. Kramer left the stage after a few songs and the band dissolved not long after the event. So yeah, this was recorded in 68 and they, this was recorded at the grand ballroom in Detroit. Um, yeah. You know, and they had tons of people. And then when they w- got back together and <laughs> went back to play, they only had a few dozen people <laughs> show up.
1: I don't, I mean, I remember Wayne talking about it in his book. I think they got up to a lot of shenanigans. Yeah. I think they put a couple records out that weren't awesome. They had high points, but. Right. Um, and then they were all you know they also all got arrested and and right, they right. were the, you know there was just, there was a lot of shit going on around these fucking yeah. guys. Well they um
0: they played the uh, 68 Democratic National Convention in Chicago. Right. And they were there's a bunch of bands that were supposed to play they were the only band that actually showed up and, and played. And I think they, I think I saw, I didn't take any notes on this, but I think they played for like eight hours or something like that. And then a riot broke <laughs> out and yeah, it was a fucking disaster. So, um, that kind of led me to, to reading about the white Panther party. Uh, apparently in their FBI file, uh, <laughs> the white Panther party mailed joints to state legislatures, police officers, and the governor of Michigan, <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. So, you know, the the FBI has a thing called the vault on their website and it's um, a bunch of their FBI files that have been released due to freedom information requests over the years. And so I was looking I figured Wayne Kramer had to have a fucking FBI file and I was gonna, I spent a bunch of time like looking for that and looking for, uh white Panther party and I couldn't really find anything. And then I ended up getting sucked down into a rabbit hole of reading FBI files all night, one night. Uh, and I did come. Across, what was
1: the most interesting shit that you came across? This
0: is fucking nuts. So uh, this was a letter that was sent to Frank's uh, sent to one of the casinos uh, addressed to Frank Sinatra in the 1976. Uh, and I'll read you the letter that was sent to Frank to Frank Sinatra you will arrange a well publicized press conference not later than August 15th, 1976. You will denounce your good friend, Spiro Agnew, who was the vice president at the time, I believe, uh, because he has sold himself to the Arabs in order to be their spokesman and official anti Israeli and anti Semitic propagandist in the USA. If you do not comply with this demand, your life is not in danger. Death is not a punishment. It is a sudden end of life without suffering. Your famous blue eyes are in jeopardy. (laughs) Study the method of African Bushmen's blowing tubes. The prickle can be uh, targeted very exactly from a distance of 100 feet or further. The tube could be a cigarette lighter, could be part of a photo camera, a binocular, a trumpet, or a dozen other objects. It is absolutely undetectable. No poison will be used, but a chemically treated prickle perforates one of your eyes and a sympathetic uh, something follows. Consult your doctor. He will convince you. Think about it. Which is better? Keep your friendship with Agnew or spend the rest of your life in complete darkness? So, yeah. <laughs> that, well, <laughs> that was in Frank's FBI file.
1: A cr- wow. Crazy fucking threat. I mean... It also sounds like bullshit. I mean, yeah, but, you know, I'd be a little freaked out. I mean, I would be freaked out less about that specific threat and more about the kind of fucking twisted mind that that comes up with some bullshit like right, that. Right, yeah. Because remember, kids, there was no internet in 1976.
0: Yeah. Where are they learning this shit?
1: Yeah, where'd they learn about this shit? Uh that wasn't in the encyclopedia right. probably. Right, yeah, probably.
0: Well, yeah, maybe not. Uh I mean Indiana Jones hadn't come out yet where they're shooting him with the things, you know. He's trying to get on the plane <laughs> to blow darts. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um but uh, there's no information in those file those they're just documents and there's no explanation or follow up or anything there like is, that.
0: There right? is. Um I just like I'd spent hours at that point and I read that and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to just save this and <laughs> th- go to bed. So, uh obviously right. it didn't happen, you know. So,
1: what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 That's pretty incredible. Yeah. All right, come here, Rose. Come on. All right, good girl. I'm going to take my dogs to run one last time before tour this today. Very nice. They're going to love it. You should probably feed him first though. (laughs) They probably prefer being fed first though. Yeah, you bet. Uh, Did you find any other ridiculous shit on there?
0: Um, Not really. A lot of it is scanned. Um, You know, a lot of it is, well, most of it is, uh, are scans of paper. And then, you know, I know it was only the fifties and forties, fifties and sixties or whatever, but it's all in cursive. And you know, I can read it, but it's been so long since I've read cursive that like it was pretty slow going, you know? So, uh, yeah. And then, you know, and then it's people's handwriting, you know, it's not like the cursive perfect cursive you learn in elementary school or whatever. So it was a little tough to read.
1: Um, yeah. Do you hear Rosie? (laughs) She's like in my face on the microphone, (laughs) like chomping her fucking mouth. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's some crazy shit on that website about <laughs> some research that people did on reality and astral projection. Oh, and, <laughs> and basically, the document says shit like, um, uh, reality is a hologram. This is on, uh, your space
0: isn't real website or on the FBI vault site
1: on oh, okay. the FBI right. vault site. I'll send you the link. It's, I mean, I've read yeah. a lot of it. It's bananas. <laughs> Absolutely bananas. It, yeah. You know,
0: they definitely, they have a, like an unexplained phenomenon uh, section and stuff like that. It's pretty, pretty cool. Actually. Anti-war civil rights, counter, counterterrorism, fugitive right, gangster era. Organized crime, public corruption.
1: They break it yeah, down for you.
0: Crime, World War Two.
1: It seems like they wouldn't want to do that. Are there pop up ads on this stuff? <laughs> no. Site? A, like, why do they make it easy for people to fucking. Because they know that people don't give a fuck enough to.
0: I think, you know. <clears throat> like, get
1: I think mad they about They black
0: it. out the stuff that's still, you know, sensitive, right?
1: Right. But they'll only release stuff that's been requested. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know anything about the process of requesting oh, God, these things?
0: That's my story of my life, dude. That's all I've been doing lately is records requests. <laughs> so <clears throat> every public agency um has to keep all of their written documents. So faxes, uh written letters, and emails. And so a lot of my job for the last nine months has been, you know, all of our email is a matter of public records. So somebody can contact the school district and be like, Hey, I want to see every email that has this person's name in it and we have to hand them over. Right. Right. So we had somebody request recently, they want every email that had the word Washington DC in it. Well, yeah. What a long story. Uh, anyways, the problem with that is, you know, there are a lot of government agencies that are based out of Washington DC. And so whenever they've, sent us an email in the last 15 years, they have their address at the footer of the email, right? So it was uh, it was almost 300,000 emails.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. I was like, holy fuck. And so how do you deliver them? Do you have to make JPEGs no, of we, them? Uh,
0: um, or PDFs? Uh, rather? I convert them to HTML pages, because that way it's easier for them to read, because they can just look at it in a browser, you know? Um, right. The problem is, There is information that has to be scrubbed from those. So like.
1: no. So you had to go through all of them. We
0: had a, uh, we have a a secretary that has to go through them. And so when I told her it was 300,000 records, she's like, I can't, (laughs) how am I going to read 300,000 emails? (laughs) Like, I'm like, I don't know. So we're working with him to try to maybe narrow the scope of the request. So it'll be less emails. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, every, you know, like, like, announcement email from the Board of Education in Washington, D.C., is in there that went to every single staff member, you know, and there's 700 staff. Right. So, right there's 700 emails, right? So, for, for one email that came in from, you know, the uh, Department of Education.
1: Well, on the flip side of that, it's like, hey, careful what you ask for because you're going to get right, a mountain yeah. of bullshit when you're just looking for one right, little peanut yeah. in a turd.
0: So, Ugh. yeah. And, and so I you know uh, technically the FBI and the CIA and all those other places are bound by this public records request thing too, and I think that you know what they do is they go through and they redact all this stuff that's sensitive, and I know that the FBI has given people records where they've redacted every single word, you know, so it's literally a printout of just black marker
1: that's amazing, yeah, so that's kind of hilarious actually. yeah, yeah this. <laughs> It's like, here you go, fuck here you. Here you
0: go. You got the words and, the, and but. You know, everything else has been redacted.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. I love that. That's pretty good. Anyways. Um, well, I I need to feed my dogs. Yeah. And start my day. I have to record a fucking couchress performance before I leave today. i got to play the bass on a song and film myself you've got the cover right
0: i do i don't know what i'm gonna do yet (laughs) um (sighs) i'm gonna try hard not to do kick out the jams because that's what everybody covers you know
1: well it's a fucking classic
0: yeah but i mean i feel like that would be a kind of a cop-out you know but maybe i'll do do it do starship (laughs) oh no thanks (laughs) um what do you want to grade this thing why don't you go first? Oh, jeez.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, I liked it better than drunken lullabies. uh uh-huh. Um. And did I like it better than Gang of Four? Mm. I'm gonna give this. Uh, I'm gonna give this a B minus. B minus. Yeah. Uh,
1: this record I think is a classic. Mm-hmm. It, even for all of its faults, the or you know not faults even for its uh discrepancies or right. what are the what's the word that i'm looking for even the things that are weak about it are yeah. strengths i think uh, and like i just i think it takes a lot of, i mean these guys were what did lester say that it was pretentious <laughs> yeah. it sounds i mean they were a bit pretentious yeah But they were also young, right? Like that's your job as a young person to be to know everything, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Your job as you get older is to realize you don't know shit, and these guys knew it all, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) And it's I think it's fucking amazing to put out that story about the ad is incredible. Not that that is a reflection of the music necessarily, but it's a reflection of the organization of the band, right? Um the general spirit of it, and I just think I don't know, I just think, as far as stories and bands as an organization, these guys were <laughs> were fucking untoppable, yeah, and i I don't know a minus I say, yeah, I
0: think they're you know their influence on other bands, the guitar playing on this fucking record is so good. really good, um, I love the you know. The whole church revival raps, you know, because I mean, yeah. a lot of times the fucking onstage raps and shit are terrible for bands, you know, and like, what? this is cool.
1: What? You trying to tell me that Kisses onstage raps aren't <laughs> <Exactly, yeah>. top notch? <laughs> exactly. Fuck. Yeah, A minus. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So good.
0: Um. All right. Well,
1: you're not going to be around next week. No, I'm not going to be around for weeks. Yeah. So yeah, I was wait. actually
0: I've given a lot of thought to what I want to do when you're gone. And I was thinking about like doing the thing where we have a guest host and stuff like that. And, you know, I spent a lot of time and effort on this podcast already and thinking about like other people with technical difficulties and that sort of thing. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't, I'm like, you know what, Jamie needs to go on hiatus too. <laughs> so nice. I kind of think, uh, You know, maybe we'll sneak a episode or two in there um, while you're gone. But yeah, I think it'd be nice to take a little break. We've done fifteen seasons (laughs) without a break, so. And I I will continue to try and do. I don't know if you've
1: noticed, but I've I've gone through and posted reels of every episode with the cover and a and the cover song. Yeah, yeah, that's um, awesome to Instagram, and I've done it daily. Um, I think it's resulted in a little bit of growth there. I don't know if it's if it's affected our listener base at all. Um, but we're up to two hundred, two hundred followers on Instagram.
0: Whoa,
1: nice, pretty good. A lot of bots. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> I don't know if if they if any bots follow us. Oh right, right, right. They a lot of bots comment because of the hashtags. Yeah, I keep you hashtag podcast and they're like promoted on fucking (laughs) kiss my fucking grits. Yeah. Whatever. Who cares? Okay. So we're, we're going to, this is going to be it for a while.
0: Yeah. We'll take a break. You know, I mean, it's not like we're a news show and, uh, (laughs) right. You know, we're reviewing 50 year old albums a lot of times. And, you know, I, I hope, I think, and I hope that the people that listen to the show, you know, just enjoy listening to us shoot the shit and talk about gear and you know, nerdy music stuff. Bullshit. And, you know, and and are subscribed. You know, aren't you know They're not just like depending on my Facebook link every week. You know, like I hope it's <laughs> they're subscribed in <laughs> their podcast player, and uh, you know we'll take a break, and when we come back, they'll you know they'll get a new episode pop up in their feed or whatever. So yeah, I hope everybody comes back, but. Yeah, it'd be good to take a little break and maybe work out some of my computer and audio issues. <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> well, Jamie. Yes. I'll see you on the internet, buddy.
0: I will all right. I'm gonna miss you and uh I hope you're safe and I hope you have fun, man.
1: Uh me too. I think I'll probably spend the ten bucks a day. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll still get the uh the text <laughs> chain
0: the reverb and uh, craigslist postings
1: <laughs> yeah basically yeah. <laughs> did you see the marshall cab i sent you
0: i did i you'd sent that earlier too are you gonna get that
1: oh i don't know That's i sent that cool. before yeah yeah i've seen it before is it cheaper now
0: i don't know i don't think so $650. no did you I think see the
1: gene simmons base i sent? i did i was i was gonna ask you if you were gonna get that no i'm not buying anything i'm done <laughs> buying shit dude i can't <laughs> buy shit <laughs> <laughs> fuck man. okay But that Gene Simmons bass is 350 bucks. Yeah, that's
0: pretty cool. That looked pretty badass on a couch video. (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right, buddy. All right.
0: I'm going to miss you, dude. Take care of yourself. I'll miss you
1: too. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.